0: Okay, now for our message today, it'll be brought to us by Mr. Steve Andrews, it is entitled The Fourth Beast. Did I get it? Am I on? I'm on. All right. (laughs) That happens sometimes. had all the intentions and didn't get it done. For those of us who have been in this way for a very long time, um, looking to the Word, looking to events, and hoping that the Kingdom would would uh, all of a sudden soonly, soon come, we realize that maybe things aren't quite as uh, uh, ready yet, and so we Hang in there. We pray, and I, I hope that all of us are praying that uh, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. Because I do desire the kingdom of God to come to this earth. It's interesting, and I, uh, I welcome anyone that's tuning in today, um, because what I'm going to say today is that um, this is only kind of an introduction, maybe some of our elders who um, you know, might pick this back up, or if they don't, I'll, I'll maybe continue this series. But what I was saying is, is that um, uh, they, it's important to, to look into these things and to be aware of what's going on in the world, be uh, cognizant of the events in the world, and to be looking forward to the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's interesting that uh, a young man at the time that he was captured by Nebuchadnezzar became an older man. He spent many, many years as a captive. Um, That was Daniel. got some tremendous prophecies (laughs) and never saw any of them fulfilled. He was handed all this tremendous information. Powerful things, and he never never saw it fulfilled, and, and so it, consequently, um, there are in the book of Daniel some some very interesting things that we still to this day are thinking about, meditating on, uh, wrestle with a little bit, try to figure out when it's coming, how is it going to, what kind of uh, things are going to happen in the world to make this go away. And then we just have to do like Daniel and like Dan- that was what Daniel was told. <laughs> Go your way, Daniel. It's not yet time. So we hope that in our lifetime that we would see some of these things come to pass, that we would see them fulfilled. But we also understand that in the in the scope of things and the um, timeline of stuff, uh, if we are in uh, we have Christ in us, and we have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. We will be in the kingdom, and we will get a chance to see it. So uh, there is great hope. What I'm going to do today is a kind of a groundwork for this thing. It's going to be mostly reading uh, through the book of Daniel, a little bit out of the book of Revelation. And we're going to, to see what God has set up and laid out for us. Um, this fourth beast, uh, which is the fourth kingdom uh, <coughs> that will come about sometime uh, in the future. I, I, I don't even know whether it's time yet or not. Uh, a lot of things going on in the world today. And I've got a couple of things that I want to mention, and I may not get through everything today, but I would like a couple of things that, uh, to read through. So in, in the book of Daniel, in, in chapter 2... Um, Daniel, (laughs) Nebuchadnezzar receives this dream, and he says, Okay, I'm not going to tell anybody what this dream is, but I want you to tell me. And if you don't tell me, I'm going to wipe you all out. Well, Daniel says, Give me a little bit of time. And he went to pray, and God gave him the understanding of this dream. And it's it's a very interesting and powerful dream because it lays out the kingdoms that would come upon the earth in the future. And one thing that has not happened, and I want to, want to point that out. So let's, let's pick this up in Daniel, the second chapter, and beginning in, in verse 36. <clears throat> so I'm, because I'm skipping a lot to, to get to this point. This is the dream. Now we will tell the interpretation of it before the king. You, O king, are a king of kings, for the God of heaven has given you a kingdom, power, strength, and glory. And whatever the children of men, wherever the twelve men dwell, the, or the beasts of the field and the birds of the of heaven, he has given them into your hand, and has made you ruler over them all. You are the head of gold. So this is a, um, a giant thing that he saw. But after you shall arise another kingdom, inferior to yours, and then another, and a third kingdom. Of bronze, which shall be shall rule over the earth, and the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron, as much as iron breaks in pieces and shatters everything, like iron that crushes the kingdom, will break in pieces and crush all others. Whereas you saw the feet and toes partly of potter's clay and partly of iron, the kingdom shall be divided. Yet the strength of iron shall be in it, just as you saw. The iron mixed with, um, and he uses, uh, the the King James uses miry clay. The the New King James says ceramic clay. Ceramic has a tendency to be fragile. Uh, That's kind of interesting that they they made that uh, distinction. And as the toes of the feet were partly of iron and partly of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly fragile. As you saw iron mixed with uh, ceramic clay, they will mingle. Uh, with the seed of men, but will not adhere one to another, just as iron does not mix with clay. And in those days, these kings, the God of heaven, will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all other kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. Inasmuch that you saw that the stone that was cut out of the mountain without hands and then it was broke into pieces, the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold. The great God has made it known to the king that it will come to pass. After this, the dream is certain, and the interpretation is sure. So, what we find is that Daniel prophesied all these kingdoms long before they ever, except for Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom. Um, he, he prophesied the Medo-Persian Empire, and the Greco-Macedonian Empire, and, of course, the Roman Empire. And for all those uh, that are familiar with history, the Roman Empire had many uh, great things and many also very difficult things, and they split, and they also had um, a lot of problems. And they, in, in that sense, they also had ten other kingdoms that were mixed in with it but not real strong. I went ahead and found this information about that so that we can understand that there are, is a type, in which he was talking about here, and that, that it was also fulfilled, but there has never been a situation in which all of these kingdoms have come under the, the power of God. So we understand that, that this was a type of things that would come to pass later. So the, the ten kingdoms into which the Western Roman Empire was divided which were primarily according to the um, McEvill and uh, B.P. Lord, Lloyd, uh, the Huns in Hungary, A.D. 356, the Ostrogoths in uh, Mosea in 3, 377, the Visigoths in uh, Panoia, 378, the uh, Swaves and Alans in Kosanyi uh, and Spain in 407, the Vandals in Africa in 40, uh, 407, the Franks in France, the Burgundians uh, in Burgundy, and the Huell in, in Turkey in Italy, the Saxons and Angles in Britain, the uh, Lombards first upon the uh, Danube in 526, and afterwards in Italy. Through the ten kingdoms differed from these later periods and were sometimes more or less, yet they were still known by their name. And, of course, you can look at and Daniel 7, and uh, 8, 11, and, and, and anyway. So there was a kind of history fulfillment of those ten toes, but we know that, that in in, in uh, the, the Bible there will be a, 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 a resurgence of that. So let's go to, to Daniel, the seventh chapter, and let's look here as um, this fourth beast. I'm not going to read all of Daniel, the seventh chapter, but it would be very helpful for everyone here to go through because it's, it's interesting how that it is written. It is written with a chaotic beast and then the power of God is shown in imagery and then again another beast is shown and talked about and in between that then the power of God is, is shown he is always in control. I think that's one of the things in our own life we ought to need to understand, that God is always in control. No matter what kind of chaos we see in the world today and what's happening even in our own country with our own you know, um, situation with our president and different things that are going on, we understand that God is always in control. He gives, um, he allows things to happen for His own purpose. That they might work out for His own purpose. And it, and sometimes, <laughs> and it says even for His own pleasure. I don't know the things going on on the earth are as much of a pleasure, but anyway, God has the control and He is able to, to do what He needs to do uh, to, to bring about His kingdom when the time is correct. So let's pick this up. Let's read a couple of verses here, 7 and 8. Um, this is the, Remember, this is the fourth beast. And I saw in the night visions, verse 7, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, exceedingly strong. It had huge iron teeth. It was devouring, breaking in pieces and trampling the residue with its feet. It was different from all the beasts that were before it. And it had ten horns. I was considering the horns, and there was another horn, a little one, coming from among them and before whom Three of the first horns were plucked out by the roots, and there in the fourth were eyes, like the eyes of a man, and a mouth speaking pompous things. And so, beginning in verse 15 now, Daniel asks, come on, give me an answer, give me an answer. I want to know what it is. I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit. <laughs> I can imagine. And uh, within my body and the, the visions of my head troubled me. And I came, came near to one of those who stood by and asked him the truth of all this. So he told me and made known to me the interpretation of these things. Those great beasts, which are four, are four kings which arise out of the earth. But the saints of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever And you see how Daniel sets in there, even though these beasts are there and they're going to rule over the earth. God says we are going to have a part in rulership on this earth. The saints of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever, along with Christ, of course. Then I wish to know the truth about the fourth beast which was different from all the others, exceedingly dreadful, with its teeth of iron and its nails of bronze, which devoured and broke in pieces and trampled the residue with its feet, and the ten horns that were on its head, and, and, and the other horn which came out before, which were three, um, uh, three fell, namely, that horn which had eyes and a mouth, which spoke pompous words, whose appearance was greater Than his fellows. And I was watching, and the same horn was making war against the saints and prevailing against them until the Ancient of Days came and judgment was made in favor of the saints and the Most High, uh, and the time came for the saints to possess the kingdom. Thus he said, The fourth beast, the fourth beast, shall be the fourth kingdom on the earth, which shall be different from all the other kingdoms. And shall devour the whole earth, trample it, and break in pieces. The ten horns are ten kings who shall arise from this kingdom, and another shall arise after them. Now, for any of us who've been watching any of the news at all, um, we realize in the society that we have today that men can become extremely wealthy. I mean... Beyond our own comprehension, billionaires are, <laughs> when you make thousands of dollars and they make, they have billions and they make more billions of dollars, you realize that the, in this world there are individuals who are extremely wealthy, and not only that, but they can actually uh, finance space shots. I mean, we used to, we used to be government-owned, because that's the only one that had enough money to build anything to send anywhere out, out you know, outside of the, that. So they all are government owned. But these men, they have billions of dollars and they spend it. And so consequently, when you, when you hear about Davos and all these men, and women, I am assuming there might be a few, but I think it's predominantly men that go to that fly in in their own private jets and then talk about climate change. That's kind of a <laughs> hypocrisy there. Um, realize that what we're talking about are leaders, powerful men with a an agenda. Most of them want to see uh, a world order that they put together. They want to have A world order. And so they are willing to spend their money in whatever way they can to see it come about. And there was one, uh, I think he was from the UN, and he was talking about, well, we just need to get rid of all the farmers and all the cattle so that we can have this wonderful climate. So what he was talking about is he wants to to, uh, cause starvation throughout the world so we can get rid of most of the population you know, I don't know what he thinks that's going to happen, but just realize that these, that there are individuals out there that could fulfill some of this right now and become very powerful and become a, a world order type thing. So, with that in mind, and it's just my, I, I don't have a bell to ring or anything. I'm not a <laughs> good at uh, ringing bells to say that... Uh, this is going to happen. But I think, in, in reality, um, I think these men are going to try to push for a world order. And, uh, and so they're going to be doing a lot of that. Whether uh, they use their money for the last ten kings or whatever happens. Those are some of the things I thought about. So, the ten horns are ten kings who shall arise from the kingdom. Back to, this is verse uh, 24. And another shall arise after them, and he shall be different. From the first ones, and shall subdue three kings, and he shall speak pompous words against the Most High, and shall pro- uh, persecute the saints of the Most High, and, and shall I- intend to change times and law, and then the saints shall be gi- uh, given into uh, given into his hands for a time and times and a half time. But. And I'm, I'm not going to go into the you know, timing thing. Uh, that's something different that I, can be talked about later. But the court shall be seated, and they shall take away his dominion to consume and destroy it. Then the kingdom and, and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the, the whole of heaven shall be given to the people, the saints of the Most High. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all the dominion shall serve and obey him. This is the end of the account as... For me, Daniel, my thoughts greatly troubled me, and my countenance changed, but I kept the matter to my heart. I can imagine <laughs> the, the situation that he was in, how hard it would be to, to hear this and have nothing, not be able to do anything about it. Let's go to Daniel, the 12th chapter here real quickly. I think that thing must have stopped. <laughs> Let's see where I'm at here. Yeah, I got plenty of time for this. Yeah. This is just mostly a a reading today, so I'll kind of keep this up there so I can see what time it is. Um, Daniel, the 12th chapter, and remember, and there's also chapter 11, and I've heard so many prophecies, uh, uh, not prophecies, but uh, uh, explanations of all the prophecies in chapter 11, um, that I never am quite sure... um, exactly what, uh, what's going to happen. I know that in the day when it does happen, we will understand, God will provide some understanding for us before it happens, and we will be told. So when these things begin to, to really gel, um, those that are His will begin to prophesy and, and teach the truth. We have the Word. It is here. We just sometimes don't have all the understanding. So in chapter twelve of, of Daniel, I think if if I was Daniel, I would feel the same way. <laughs> at that time, Michael yes, shall stand up, the great prince, who stands watch over the sons of your people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never since there was a nation. Even to that time, and at that, that time your people shall be delivered. Everyone who is found written in the book. Uh, and many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. So we want to be written in the book of life, and even if we're sleeping in the dust, as it says some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. Those who turn away, turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. But. Shut up the words and seal the book till the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. And so <laughs> you can't deny that for today. I mean, there's no end to the books and the stuff that's written and things that are written and the um, all of the things that are being uh, discovered and, and artificial intelligence, which I have no idea what that's going to do. Um, it's It's... it's one, in one way, it's kind of interesting. In another way, it's kind of scary. So we, we look at uh, the things that are happening because the Bible says to watch. Watch what's going on. Watch, watch the world events. Uh, be aware of what's happening in the world. Uh, be aware of the, of the things that, that, that people are doing in, um, uh, in the world, especially those that are very wealthy and those that are wanting to uh, change uh, the society for their own benefit. So he says, "Um, And one said to the man clothed in linen who was uh, above the waters of the river, How long shall the fulfillment of these wonders be? Then I heard the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the river when he had held up his right hand and his left hand to heaven and swore to him who lives forever and that it shall be for a time, times, and a half-time. And when the power of the holy people has been completely shattered, all these things shall be finished. Although I heard, I did not understand. Then I said, My Lord, what shall be the end of these things? And he said, Go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed until the time of the end. Many shall be purified, made white, refined, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand." So I believe that when the day comes, we will understand these things. We'll understand them better. We'll be able to comprehend what, what is written in the book of Daniel. And from the time that the daily sacrifice is taken away, and from the abomination, of desolation is set up, there shall be a thousand two hundred and ninety days. Blessed is he who waits and comes to the, uh, the one thousand three hundred and thirty-five days. But you go your way till the end, for you shall rest and and will arise uh, to your inheritance at the end of days. One, for Daniel, was very disconcerting. But at the end, the angel tells him that he would be in the kingdom. (laughs) So it it was, um, in one way, it would have been a a tremendous um, blessing to have heard that and to understand that. And another way to have had to, to write that down and really not understand it. So let's go to the book of Revelation, now, and now we're going to um, check in here with the, the words that are in the book because Daniel and Revelation are a, you know the Old Testament, New Testament. They're they're a match pair. You can uh, you can you can match a lot of things in there, and you can see some things that are um, that um, are Expanded in the, in in the book of Revelation, expanded in in understanding and some other added things that we uh, that we don't get in the book of Daniel. So the book of Revelation does reveal some things. So let's go to, to Revelation 13, and, and by the way, there is so much that could be covered, um, and I I tried not to uh, you know belabor this too much today. I wanted to be able to bring some of it out. But I realized that there was so, so much material here that we, we will uh, be, be looking at it maybe uh, a little deeper uh, and, and focus on some other areas. Then I stood, verse uh, 1 of chapter 13 uh, the beast from the sea. <clears throat> I stood on the sand of the sea, uh, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads, ten horns and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads uh, a blasphemous name. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard, and his feet were like the feet of a bear, and his mouth like the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power and his throne and great authority. So now we, we know who is behind this. We know who is moving this. When the time comes, Satan will be moving the... Um, individuals, the powers uh, to bring about. He will try to end this world through this uh, this beast. And I saw one of the heads as, as if it had been mortally wounded. and His deadly wound was healed, and all the world marveled and followed the beast. So they worshiped the dragon who gave authority to the beast, and they worshiped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And he gave uh, and he was given a month mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and he was giving authority to continue for forty two months or three and a half years. Then he opened his mouth and blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in in heaven. It was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them and authority was given to him over every tribe, tongue, and nation, so it 's going to be a world ruling Government, Whatever it is, it, it, it will be ruling the whole world, and we as saints will be at the forefront of the, um, <laughs> his uh, wrath, so to speak. It was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them, and authority was given to him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. All who dwell on the earth will worship him whose names were not written in the book of life of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If anyone has an ear to hear, let him hear. He who leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He who kills with a sword must be killed with a sword. Here is the patience of the faith of the saints. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. So we see the, you know, the false prophet now. And he exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose, um, whose deadly wound was healed. He performs great signs so that he even makes uh, fire come down from heaven onto the earth in the sight of men. He deceives those who dwell in the earth by those signs which he is granted to do in the sight of of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image of the beast who was wounded in the sword and lived. He was granted power to give breath to the, to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would be not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive the mark on the right hand and on their foreheads, and that no one They buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here's the wisdom. (laughs) Let us calculate the number. It is 666. Now, any of us who have been around for any length of time realize how many different things have been the mark of the beast, from the the, the, uh, the little uh, barcodes on your groceries, to uh, no telling all the different things that have been the mark of the beast. When the day comes, those of us that do not want to worship this beast and we're still walking around and alive, we will have a lot of problems. You may starve to death. You may not make it. Um, Or you may go into captivity. There's a lot of things that could happen to us who decide... I am not going to worship like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I and mean, the, the great uh, <laughs> uh, idol that Nebuchadnezzar made and told everybody that they had to bow down to it. And they said, nope, we're not going to bow down to it. Okay, we get thrown in that fiery furnace. It may happen someday. We may have to stand up and say, no, I am not going to worship this false beast, this powerful false beast as ruling the earth. I do not want to be a part of it. I'm hoping we'll be able to bring this uh, out to our children and help them to understand how important it is that they understand this and not and get into... Because God hates idolatry. And he's allowing us these idols to come about to prove and test us and to help us to understand how we need to stand for God. And, and no matter what the situation is, we need to be able to... to Trust in God and allow our lives to, to, to be led by Him. He'll teach us when that day comes, I know He will. So let's go to Revelation the 17th chapter. I'll be finishing up here, but this is a, this is a very interesting, this is a very interesting chapter, because what we see is um, that it seems like the idolatry has come down through the ages. It's come down through the ages. And here at the end, we find this idolatry um, is very prevalent. And so I, I, trying to look for this, I think, is very important. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and talked with me, saying to me, Come, I will show you the judgment of the great harlot who sits on the many waters." with whom kings of the earth committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So he cried, uh, carried me away into the spirit, into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, which is full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet, and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, having in her hand a golden cup full of the abominations and filthiness of her fornication. What a, what a nasty uh, person. And on her forehead a name was written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and of, uh, of the abominations of the earth. This um, picture of this very, um, very terrible woman goes back to Babylon, mystery Babylon, goes all the way back to to Nebuchadnezzar and the idolatry that they had in Babylon. So do we really understand the idolatry of of Babylon and and the things? Or will we be fooled into believing uh, in that? I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I marveled with great amazement. But the angel said to me, Why do you marvel? I will tell you the mystery of the woman and in the beast that carries her, which has the seven heads and the ten horns. The beast that you saw was and is not and will ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. And those who dwell on the earth will marvel whose names are not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world. When they see the beast that was and, and is not and yet is. So there's a, this kind of a, a resurrection that's going to happen and it's going to, it's going to uh, just amaze the earth and only those that are wise enough to see through it will be able to, to come through this. Here's the mind which the wisdom, the seven heads, are seven mountains on which the, the woman sits. And we, and we understand mountains are uh, can be uh, governments, uh, kingdoms, different things. There are also seven kings. Five are fallen, one is, and the others are not yet. And when he comes, he, he must continue a short time. The beast that was and is not and is, is himself also the eighth and is of the seventh is going into perdition. The ten horns which you saw are ten kings who have received no kingdom as yet, but they receive authority for one hour as kings with the beast. And so now we go back to the toes that are on that great um, um, uh, idol that, that uh, Daniel w- revealed. So those ten kings, right at the end, will come together and they will be a part of that um, beast power. So as we, and that's why when I see men with as much money and power as they have, I have to wonder, are they going to be the, the part of this? Are they going to be the ones that are going to uh, to, to form the, these uh, ten kings? Are they going to back them? Or are they going to be them? It's hard to tell, but it, it seems like we live in an age where there are a, a opportunity for this to happen. Okay, so... Um, Okay, there are ten kings. These are uh, one mind, and they will give their power and authority to the beast. These will make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb will overcome them. For he is Lord of lords and king of kings, and and those who are with him are called chosen and faithful. So here is that stone cut out that Daniel saw. It is Jesus Christ, and it's us (laughs) who are going to be with him. Then he said to me, The waters which you saw, where the harlot sits, are peoples, multitudes, nations, and tongues. So it's interesting that these things get revealed. So the beast that comes out is coming out of the people. It's not coming out of water. It's coming out of the people, out of the nations. You get these symbols also revealed in the scriptures so that you can understand them a little better. And you can come to a little better understanding of what, uh, what they're talking about. The ten horns which you saw on the beast, uh, these, are, uh, these will hate the harlot, make her desolate and naked, eat her flesh and burn her with fire. For God has put in their hearts to fulfill his purpose to be of one mind and to give their kingdom to the beast until the, the words of God are fulfilled. And the woman who you saw is the great city which reigns over the kings of the earth. So, it's a, There's a lot there, a lot of information. And I, I have, a, unless uh, some of the other um, elders are uh, bringing this out, I, I plan on bringing some more and studying it a little deeper, and hopefully I'll have some more uh, information. But realize that the Bible is true. These things are going to happen. This is going to, to come about. Watch the world. Watch the things that are going on in the world. Be cognizant of the things that are happening. And especially the oligarchs, because that's what they're being called now. The oligarchs that have money, who wield a lot of power, and are very, very um, much desirous to have a one world government. But God is also very desirous for us to be a part of his government in his kingdom. When that comes, we will be a part of it. We will get to end, <laughs> we will get to be there to end this stuff, uh, end all this, uh, um, and this fourth beast and the power that's there and the, the way that they will crush the, the, you know, uh, all of this thing. Anyway, be cognizant of what's going on in the world.